and welcome to the Recruitment Mashup podcast. Uh, this week I'm joined by a guest. I'd like to welcome Laura Pennington from the Mash Group. Good morning, James. How are you doing? Good morning. Really well, thank you. Thanks for joining me. Um, just uh, wanted to uh, invite you onto this podcast just to find out a little bit about your journey. And yep. um, we've obviously been discussing off air about the um, retained services as well. So Big thing just, right now. It is, really, very much so. So I just wanted to um, to find out a little, about, a little bit more about you, um, so we can tell some of the, the listeners and also kind of how MASH started. Should we, should we start with, with there then? With, with yeah. how, how kind of MASH was, was born, shall we say? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I um, didn't start MASH. I took MASH over as um, owner and MD in 2020. We'll get to that bit. Uh, but MASH was set up in 2011. Uh, it was then called MASH Recruitment. And it was um, a very niche agency that concentrated on sort of the PR and marketing arena, uh, working out of London and we had offices in Bath. Um, I started working with MASH. I've been in recruitment, as you know, for about 20 years um, and I have had uh, businesses in the past. Um, And I was working with MASH Group, working with the uh, previous owner. Um, sort of helping them come up with an exit strategy. Um, that was me working as a as a, as a coach, um, and um, they had moved from London themselves down to the southwest where we are now, and they really wanted to get a grasp on the market down here. So I actually took the lead on that. Um, sort of went back to what I used to do, and I ended up really enjoying it. Uh, and all of a sudden, it just seemed like the most obvious thing that actually it should be me that takes over over the business as the as the old owner wanted to um wanted an exit plan so the unfortunate timing um yes yes, let's move on to that so um i was sort of agreed to take over the business in sort of march 2020 Uh, something (laughs) Uh, happened around that day it did it did indeed i'd sold um another business um and there i was ready to take over MASH and obviously the pandemic hit. So I didn't obviously have the start that I had anticipated. However, in on reflection, this was just a blessing in disguise because, well, as you know, I've completely changed the company from what it was to what it is today. And I do think that without that year of, I like to call it downtime, I wouldn't have been able to um, execute um, some of the decisions and the changes because I would have been too busy. So all a blessing, everything happens for a reason. Um, So I quickly changed MASH Recruitment to MASH Group. Um, And as you know, um, James, MASH Group, um, we uh, are all about supporting people. So it's not just about finding people um, for businesses. It's actually about supporting them uh, once they've started a business. So um, we offer HR services, we offer training, coaching and uh, mental health and, and was that Advice a conscious well. kind of mindset that you wanted to change it from specifically recruitment to offer a little bit more to the candidates, clients, I guess? With, yeah, I mean, well, it right? wasn't, it, it, it was always something. As you know, I'm, I, I'm a coach and I enjoy coaching and I wanted to bring that into the business somehow. I wasn't exactly sure what that looked like. Um, but the pandemic forced my arm. I had a lot more time to think about things. And also this new fear that we'd never experienced before. I had the fear of making my business sort of pandemic proof. Okay. Um, as you will know, the recruitment market, well, the bottom dropped out. Yeah, it did from permanent to temporary and and, literally there were no 
no placements at all. Th- there so. weren't. So I can tell you, this is a bit of a, an inside secret for the business, but we didn't have a new starter for nine months. They were nine tough months, so that's did, did you, no sorry, income. Did you question your decision, I guess, in March <laughs> of 2020? Go, what the hell have I done? Um, of course, but but um, you know, it, it, sometimes you have to sort of move away from. Yeah, you have to move away from it. I look back now, and honestly, James, hand on heart, I think it was the best thing that could have ever happened. Um, I was able to stand still. I was able to really think about how I could bulletproof this business um, and still offer services um, that could perhaps carry on through a pandemic or sort of similar situation. Um, Or really, I was looking at if we don't recruit people and earn money that way, what else can we do? So I collaborated with Ben Malik of um, Auxilium HR um, and Amanda Whitlock of Total Wellbeing Matters. And what we did together is come up with a fully supported service for the people uh, within any business, really. Um, So we looked at sort of doing redundancy packages for companies. Okay, yeah. uh, Because obviously... People were being made redundant. Yes! Furlough hadn't really kind of come into effect it it, it hadn't but in all honesty we put we put together these redundancy packages expecting the redundancy um figures to be much higher and it never really happened furlough saved the day uh, a bit there and we're obviously we're starting to see more redundancies now furlough stopped and you know businesses are, are changing the way they're doing things but um we thought well okay we can put together packages that support people through the redundancy process the recruitment element is helping them find work in an unpredictable market and the hr and mental health element is really just looking after the people and offering them um, sound advice through the process those kind of services almost go hand in Mental health is, is quite big at the moment, and we'll talk to Amanda at a later date. But you know, the, there's there's those services, and then there's the HR. And so those kind of three areas, I guess, work almost hand in hand. Absolutely, massive synergy between the services. Um, and you know, I do when I speak to people about what the business does, I I don't often say recruitment. I say we're like staffing services staffing solutions we are there to look after the people and that's in the process to becoming an employee and then throughout their journey Um, and that's why the retained um, services that we offer have been far more popular recently because they can include various different elements so the first big contract we took was in 2021 uh, and that was myself and and Ben Um, we work with I mean it's a multi-million pound company in facilities management and they had issues with um, staff retention, but also recruiting. So we went in, uh, Ben led the diagnosis, as it were, and we came in with a plan to get things ship shaped to improve um, the employee experience, um, but also the um, potential employee experience through the recruitment. And we, I mean, oh, you know, we were there six months on a, on a retained contract and we were, um, you know, we brought in new systems, we wrote all new processes, we completely changed things up um, to get the outcome that the business were looking for and it was a great success. And, and that was specifically retained, so yes. kind of what what would you, to those out there that kind of don't know the difference between permanent recruitment and retained yes. service, what, what do you think is, is the biggest difference between those two kind of recruitment processes if you engage a recruiter to find you your next manager Mm -hmm. you will only pay the recruiter if 
and when they find your perfect person. Yeah. You know, typically uh, they will start and um, on their first day an invoice will be sent for, and that's based on a percentage of their salary. Um, from a recruiter's perspective, you can, you know, work very, very hard and very, very well, but still not be paid at the end of it. I was going to say, it's, um, almost, it's almost one of the, <laughs> the only industry where you can work hard and still not be paid. <laughs> yeah, industry. absolutely. Particularly I, in, that, in that model. Yes, absolutely. Um, but, um, you know, what we found is with retained services, we go in, we're not just about finding the people, we're about uh, going in, looking at the way they're doing things. And, 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 and I think it contradicts itself, or I've certainly had this conversation with other recruitment business owners, we actually work with businesses to make them better at doing their own recruitment, yeah. which some think is crazy because then they won't have use for the agency. But actually, I'm more about get, doing the right thing, going into a business, teach them on a retained contract how to do it well, help them hold their hands, bring in new processes. Um, you know, obviously, as you, as you know, James, we do various different retained services. Some are where we are just responsible for recruiting all of their people, like an RPA yeah. model, and that, and that works very well. But more so recently, it's about going in and um, fixing yeah. internally yeah, yeah. yeah, what what potentially wrong. And yeah, I think that's working really well. We, you know, people have been very open to that. And in terms of that retained service model, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, we've both been in recruitment a number of years now. Mm, 20. Great, great, great oh, yeah, plenty. Um, but, you know, I'm seeing a lot more clients talk about and, and be willing and open to discuss about retained services. Mm-hmm. And I think they're starting to understand the value a lot more than just the permanent recruitment kind of standard contingency model. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? I would, and I, I put this down to um, aware conversations lead when I'm speaking to business owners is that we can potentially save a a, a staffing cost so let's be honest HR is normally the department that is responsible for doing recruitment and everybody just sees that as a given but let me tell you most people that go into HR they don't that's like the bum end of the deal for them job wise because they haven't gone to university and got these qualifications um, to just you know end up um, recruiting new staff, which as we know can be very time um, uh, sensitive. There we go. Yeah. yeah, couldn't get my words out. Yeah, it can take a lot of time. There's a lot of work put into it, and sometimes with very little reward. Um, but obviously, HR have this as one of their tasks, so it's often met with a bit of reluctance internally, and because of that, it isn't always done properly. Now, some businesses choose to employ somebody who just does the recruitment I mean you're looking anything north of like 24-25k a year to do that and what we can say to businesses is save that salary (laughs) don't worry about that come into a contract with us we will do everything that you wanted your recruitment person to do we will work with your HR we will come on site whether it be one or two days a week um, and we will become part of the team you'll have a a, a one assigned account manager and we'll do all the recruitment it's um, far less risky for them they don't have all the on costs and and I get they almost get the budget so they get the budget as well so you know if if it's if you employ someone for £24,000 a year Mm -hmm. it's more than that isn't it Absolutely, all so of the so on actually twenty four thousand pounds. Yeah, is is you know the bottom bottom end really? You know, it's you know you can you can add a lot a lot more to that. Absolutely, and obviously the big thing, which is why um, I think people are so warm to this this approach, is that 
if they bring somebody in, they still then have their advertising costs on top of that, which can be anything between five and fifteen thousand pounds a year for a medium-sized business. So, it's, so a twenty-four k salary, we're looking at more forty. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But what we what we do is we will include their online advertising in part of our our package and our yeah. service so there's huge savings for a business and they get experts doing it in, in probably half the time budget as well can't they absolutely you know, this, this is my recruitment budget yeah i'm going to spend a penny more because that's that's what it is yeah absolutely and you know we can split a cost over 12 months for example and businesses know where they're at they know what to expect um and well i think that's why it's just becoming so popular they have you know an expert in-house working with them um their advertising costs are no more they don't have to worry about all of the social media ads and the job boards we kind of take away all of the pain for them and, and in terms of the retained service again, mm-hmm. how you work collaboratively with with Ben yeah. um, on that contract, how, what was the kind of outcome of that that contract with that particular client? Was, was it was it well received? Yeah, absolutely, really, really well received. So we were able to. I don't actually have the figures in Sorry, front of I'll me right now. No, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, but absolutely, we were able to in, increase employee engagement um, internally. Um, we, we put in lot many many different measures, but we revolutionized why they did their recruitment and it was just by making some simple changes but having somebody responsible for them someone there to implement them we did a review we actually introduced new software uh, like an applicant tracking system um that really worked well for them and it completely changed not only the time they spent on recruitment um but also um the outcome they were getting far far more uh, relative people through the door so um i think it was like up by 60 percent or something wow. but I, yeah i don't i don't have the yeah, figures yeah, on yeah. me but roughly and and you know you obviously that was a big contract for yourself at the time i think i hadn't quite joined you at that point you had not no Year. I know, where's it gone? Um, <laughs> but in terms of that contract, I'm guessing you were doing a lot of things remotely mm-hmm. with them, so you were on hand in that sense. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a few listeners that are potentially overseas yeah. that listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess with the, the likes of Teams and Zoom and, and video calls and, and you know, phone calls and things, were you on hand to kind of offer that advice during that time? And, Absolutely. The thing is, we are based in the southwest now, but um, especially through the pandemic, we had consultants uh, home-based in the Midlands and London as well. So we had quite a good reach. But but as you know, and as you just said, you can actually support anybody from in anywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, and you know, we are in talks um, about a, a South America project that we could potentially be involved in. Yeah. Um, and. We can do that. You know, got no qualms, yeah. and that's just the way of the world. That's not just particular to recruitment, is it? That's just the way the world has gone, which you know we will t- make full benefit of. Absolutely, fantastic. Well, thank you, Laura. Thank you for for coming in today, and no, thank you for being no. part of this podcast. Thank um, you for having me. How can potentially people contact you? Is you know if they wanted to speak to you about that kind of your experience with retained services, and you know I do a few retained services as well, but. Um, how can they reach out to you? So um, you can find me on LinkedIn under Laura Pennington. Um, you can email me really simple, Laura at mashgroup or one word .co.uk, um, and or come through our website, and make an inquiry through our website, which is uh, mashgroup.co.uk, um, and it, you see there all of our different services. But there's one inquiry form, so it will all come through to me eventually. 
Um, but yes, always happy to talk through. As I say, no retained contract we've done has ever looked the same. So it's all about what's going to work. It's all bespoke. It's not you're not buying off a shelf. It's working with a business to come out. You know, come up with what's right for them. Thank you, Laura. Appreciate your time. No worries. And uh, we'll catch you on the next podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye.